tell. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Marshall. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends, go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Don't. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to talk about some of our favorite battle scenes from movies. Nice. Like, you know, uh, like Rocky versus Clever Lang. We're talking huge battles. We're talking armies versus armies, nations versus nations, brother versus brother. Stuff's about to go down. <laughs> this hey, was fun. This was, this was kind of tough to do, I think, for me. Uh, it was tough to whittle it down or to pick good ones, you mean? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of mm. both, because I, you know, I had to think about what were not just you know really good scenes, but like, why would I pick this particular scene more than just the scene itself? Was there something more to it? You know, did it have? Did it make me feel something? Was I at the edge of my seat? Is it a rewatchable kind of thing? So I was kind of thinking from that point of view. Have a hard time? No, I didn't have a hard time picking him um, because I did go kind of the same direction. And we didn't talk about how we were going to pick. We just we did share what we chose just so there wasn't any overlap. Yeah, um, but definitely the first, they all they all um, kind of pulled some kind of emotion out of me. Whether it was exhilaration, whether it was you know excitement of what I'm watching, whether it was um, kind of like oh was that worth it? Which was mm-hmm. actually one of the battles you picked, um, and actually one I picked also. And uh, yeah, and just just one I picked just for the for, for the pure visuals spectacle that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think it changed, and we'll talk about that more. But I think it changed the way these kind of scenes were made, um, because they kind of innovated a lot of new things. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So uh, why don't you get us started? Okay, I'm going to start with an easy one here. Uh, this movie. Funny about this movie. What, uh, this was maybe a couple years ago. I remember going to my coworkers and I said, "All right, every one of you, get out a piece of paper, and I want you to list your ten favorite movies." And everyone did, and you know we're, we are a group of different ages, backgrounds, locations, and stuff. And there was one movie that was on everyone's top ten list. And I'm not going to tell you, you, because you don't want to pick anyway. But the movie Save It Private Ryan. This movie, I mean, it touched someone's nerve. Like I said, every one of my coworkers had this on this list, and it's a great movie. You know, Steven Spielberg, and you have Tom Hanks. You got two, two heavyweights doing this kind of film and uh you know the, the scene obviously i'm going to be talking about is the opening scene d-day and this scene i mean this opening scene is unreal i mean the the realism that they put into this film especially that opening scene is is just amazing they didn't romanticize it they didn't go over the top and for what i understand is you know things i read online is that this is probably the closest that that I think that we've seen, I guess, in, in a war battle of World War II. And just that uphill battle. I mean, it starts off with, you know, you, you can see, like, in the distance just what the beach looks like. And, you know, up in the top, they got those big guns that's, that's like raining down on them. And they're just getting absolutely pulverized. And, you know, that that response of maybe run away and, and hide and... No, but they didn't. You know, they they pushed forward. They were leaning on each other to to go forward. And 
just how they filmed it. I mean, it even looked like it even looked like they almost desaturated that that scene. Like there was like not not a whole lot of color in it. Um, the scenes were rather quick, and and I remember that one scene where, uh, you know, they're 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 falling off the transport boats and they're underwater, and you can see the camera just kind of bobble above above the water, down below the water, and then when they're underneath, they're just getting pelted underneath and stuff, and um, it's such an amazing, an amazing. I mean, the whole movie is great, but if I had to think of like top battle scenes, uh, boy, this one ranks really really high on my list yeah I think uh, the, the D-Day landing is just a marvel of cinematic filmmaking he Spielberg did such a fantastic job that actual veterans had to leave the movie during that scene because it was you know causing flashbacks or it was just too real for them mm-hmm. and there was nothing um, glorifying about it you know I think he set out to make this especially that particular scene about sacrifice it wasn't it wasn't tom hanks rallying the troops saying you know we have to you know defeat the nazis you know it was none of that it was just like you keep moving because you're gonna die if you don't and and they kind of show that every time people stop or kind of hit they would eventually get hit yeah you know it's like you just gotta keep moving forward just keep pushing forward um the scene where the ramp drops and i don't know if they got hit I don't remember if they got hit by a flamethrower or something, but the whole thing, like the whole front burst into flames mm-hmm. and the guys are getting out of it on fire. You know, as soon as the ramp drops and the machine goes just mowing down the first couple of rows of guys and, and they're evacuating the boat from the sides, like they're jumping over the sides into the water. I think it was the first time I remember seeing bullets going through water, like the, the actual physics of it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, people being killed underwater by, you know, they're trying to take off their... Was there a scene where one of the guys was trying to take off his heavy equipment and he winds up drowning? Yes, that's right. He's yeah. he's underwater and he's trying to remove his stuff and he's just swallowing too much water. Yeah, I think I think with this movie and uh, a movie I'm going to bring up later that took place in a different war, um, it, it really kind of took away from the the early 40s, 50s, 60s, even the 70s war movies, especially when it came to World War II. Because World War II movies, you know, look, we we helped win the war. It was it was. Uh, wonderful time in the country and afterwards in return in regards to uh, national spirit i guess you might want to say mm-hmm. um so all those movies you know john wayne and, and and all those other ones were very kind of glorifying the actual you know the war and the heroism um of the war but this was just spielberg's attempt at saying this is what war is like and it it was um it was shocking a lot of it was shocking um yeah, and in this particular scene, there's no music. All you hear yeah. is just basically the the gunfire going in the background. And as as the scene ends, I believe the camera just kind of pans over the whole beach, and you can just see, you know, how many of these Americans were just on the beach, um, in pieces. Yeah, I mean the the ocean was red with blood, mm-hmm. and then it finally pans over. I believe, you know, Ryan's backpack. You know. Oh, um, one of the brothers, right? One of the brothers, the right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's such a, a like such a powerful scene, and then I think it floats back up towards the top, I I believe, and you can see Tom Hanks handshaking and stuff, and uh, such. I mean, right off the bat, your heart's pumping, and then then after that scene is when you actually get to slow down a little bit, but um, yeah, super super powerful scene. I mean, it's an amazing right. film altogether. You know John Williams scoring this movie, and it's 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 just done really really well. 
But yeah, you're, you're yeah. right. They did not Hollywood this one. They didn't try to make it look pretty. They didn't try to, you know, showcase like pretty boys and stuff. And this is like, it, again, to run into fire, to run into danger. Uh, the heroism that they displayed in this film is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and it's just um, really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost surreal, uh, you know, because they start the movie with. Um, who you think, well, at least I thought the old man, you know, going to the grave sites and stuff like that yeah. with his family. I thought, you know, because it kind of switches to Tom Hanks. Right. So you, you kind of get this feeling that, oh, you know, Tom, Tom Hanks survives this yeah. battle, this movie. And of course, you know, spoiler 20 year old movie, he doesn't. <laughs> um, and it becomes Matt, Matt Damon. And I think what Spielberg does really well, if we, if we go over through the whole overarching. Uh, theme of the movie is what was it worth it you know because they, they mm. lose people throughout the movie to you know that are out to rescue him and then i think only ed burns walks away uh, from that whole group yeah he's um, the only one yeah and 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 matt you know old matt damon uh, wasn't him but whatever actor was playing him old old uh ryan you know saying tell me this is worth it was it worth it you right. know i mean yeah. the shoulder now i remember being you know i was mid- mid-20s i guess coming out of this movie um and i was like my answer was no stupid matt damon <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all those guys deaths was, wasn't worth it for you but i think the question and i realized this later um spielberg was asking you know the overall thing he made it a personal thing about ryan but it's really about was all that death all was all that loss worth the outcome, meaning the end of the war, the fascism, fascism, and stuff like that. And the answer is yes. He goes, but it's, there's a price to it. It's not the glory. It's not John Wayne charging up the hill. It's it's young people. And again, I was in my mid twenties, early mid twenties. You know, these were people my age. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, a no, Matt Damon wasn't worth it, <laughs> and b like, is there a situation like would I have the guts to run out that boat? You know what I mean? And yeah. I think. I don't know about you at that age, but that's something I definitely asked myself. I was never in the service. Um, I'm saying I wouldn't. I just, my, my answer is I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Um, it was a different time. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, it's, yeah. you stay in the boat, you're going to die anyway. Sure. So, um, it, but he just such a, he did such a great job with this Spielberg. Um, remember the part where Tom Hanks' character was trying to drag uh, a wounded soldier and then he, he, you know, bomb goes, uh, a shell hits near him, and he realizes he's dragging. Like all of a sudden, the guy's lighter because oh. he's well half of his body. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody's screaming for their mother. Right. Um, you know, the one dude's trying to hold his intestines in. The 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 religious, the pastor's going around blessing everybody in the middle of all this fire. Yeah. The the medic is is works really hard to save a guy's life, and he stabilizes him, and he takes a bullet in the head. And he's, he gets angry, he starts screaming, you know, give us a chance. Right. Uh, just all of that was just, ins- it was just insane. And it really, it was a great opening scene because it really set you up to know that this isn't that movie where you root for the good guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is, this is really going to mess with you emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and how you feel about war and what you might think. And and that's what's great about it because Spielberg grew, see Spielberg grew up with the same movies we did in the sense of, again, John Wayne charging up the hill and all this other stuff. And he's he's like no, that you you were sold a bill of goods. That's not what law, war is like. Right. Yeah. Great, great first scene, and and of course I knew it was going to be on. You know, if you weren't going to do it, I I was definitely. Gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And if you like Saving Private Ryan, I mean, you should check out um, Band of Brothers, which is has its same palette as well. Uh, it's it's such a complimentary movie, I think, when you when you when you catch Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan. Right, Band of Brothers is uh, is a great miniseries. I think it's yeah. what eight eight episodes, ten episodes. Oh, ten it's, it's it's quite a few, yeah. Yeah, um, but just 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 great. Good uh, stuff. Really good stuff. Okay. All right. Very cool. Quick it. All right. Oops. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> the wrong show. <laughs> okay. Oh, so boy. Long the, day. the week the weekend news <laughs> goes with a twenty three year old movie. I got you. There you go. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> from that. All right. My first uh, battle is probably the first battle scene I remember seeing in a theater. Oh. It's uh, from nineteen eighty. Oh. And it's the Battle of Hoth from Empire Strikes Back. God, that scene's so badass. This battle was <laughs> so effing awesome to me as a kid. I, I look, it's one of the reasons Empire, well, look, Empire is the best Star Wars movie. I mean, I would debate anybody this is differently. But it, it definitely has a lot to do with Hoth and just I was as, as a fan of Luke, as a guy that never understood why Han was was always the one everybody wanted Leia to be with, and everybody, you know, when we were kids, everybody wanted to be Han Solo. I'm like, no man, I want to be Luke. He got the laser sword. He saves the princess. He swings on the rope across the chasm in the Death Star. He blows up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. He wants to be Han. <laughs> and this, I mean, this just showcased Luke in such a great way. First of all, I loved the snow speeder. Still, my one of my top two favorite. Of vehicles that and the X-wing on my top. Uh, I love the. Uh, I remember uh, Rebel um, Rebel pilot Luke was one of my first figures with the orange jumpsuit, one of my favorite of all time, and just just the 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 optimism and the and the 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 guts that the rebels had, and this is unlike the Death Star battle because. Um, you know they're they're fighting a holding action. They're they're delaying the empire, mm-hmm. so they're going into it knowing they're probably going to lose, but they have to delay because, you know, the transport's got to get away, and that's what they do, and they pay a price for it. I mean, their strategy was awful because they kept attacking from the front for some reason. But <laughs> um, other than that, you have you have Luke literally hopping out of the back of the tank after being mauled by a wampa. Getting in his flight suit, getting into his um, snow speeder. Well, before that, I, I love the little scene, the debriefing scene by Princess Leia. You know, they didn't hit you over the head that she was in charge. They had scenes like that. Yeah. She's telling the pilots what they're doing. She's giving the plan out. You know, and she says, "Good luck. Get to your stations." And that was it. They didn't have to like, "Well, I'm princess. I'm in charge." None of that nonsense. <laughs> and just Luke and poor Dax. I was so rude for Dax. <laughs> no, I just remember as a kid thinking, when Dax get crushed, gets crushed by the uh, Adat. Yeah. I was like, man, because I'm like, oh, maybe he survived the electrocution. <laughs> I remember thinking, well, he just survived getting stomped on. <laughs> I was like a little mad at Luke. I'm like, Luke, that's your buddy. You gotta take him. You gotta bury him. But he had other things on his mind. So, I mean, the snow speeder attack. How they were so ineffectual to the Adats. Luke comes up with the idea of the um, tow cables, and you know it's it's just it was so inventive. It was fast moving, 
you know, if you watch any of the behind the scenes um, making a movie of, of the movie, it's all miniatures, it's all models, um, it's real explosions. You know, they blew up the models. It, it's just a great scene. The, the frontal assault, the the uh, the rebel soldiers in their trenches. Um, firing their laser, everything's ineffective. You know, yeah. the it's working. It's the tow tow cables. You know, uh, the first transport is away. The whole place goes nuts. They're like, yeah, the iron, yeah. The iron cannon firing. Uh, Imperial troops have entered the base. Imperial troops have. I was like, <laughs> no, what happened? You know, uh, you know, uh, Han Solo trying to get Leia to her transport and getting blocked off and taken around on the Falcon. Um, the look of the of the Hoth stormtroopers, my favorite trooper of all time, best costume ever. The Hoth stormtroopers, love it. Um, and then just seeing Darth Vader in in all of that white, it's just great. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, what can you say about it? Luke? On his own, takes out two adats. You know, even after he gets crushed, he uses his grappling hook to grapple up to the top. He he busted open. Saber and throws what I'm assuming some kind of grenade in there. You gotta love Luke. You got all these things trying to take down these adats, and here's Luke. You know his his snow speeders down. You can see the adat coming step by step, and he's just like, "Oh crap! Gotta get my get my little <laughs> grappling hook thing." And he goes in there, and he, you know, I'm trying to think. I think anything with a grappling hook is just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes up to the belly of the added and he takes out his lightsaber, opens it up, and he takes down that added all by himself. All by himself. He's such a badass. And you're right. The, the, oh, God. Those Hoth Stormtroopers, or the, whatever you want to call them, they were the coolest looking Stormtroopers. And it was neat, too, to come off um, A New Hope and seeing the Stormtroopers and realizing, oh, well, there's other kind of Stormtroopers. What's going on? You know, we've never seen anything like that before. Right, right. We saw we saw Tide pilots and we saw regular stormtroopers, but we had never seen anything like the Hoth stormtroopers before. Yeah, yeah. And the Empire, yeah. they just they go big or they go home. I That's mean, you true. got these, <laughs> you got the big adats coming at them, and then in size comparison to to the snow speeders. Hey, did you ever play that? Um, it it was for the Game Boy, the old you know spinach green Game Boy. They had the Empire Strikes Back game. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, and there's a part where the snow speeders are attack, attacking the adits. You must have to shoot that thing almost a thousand times oh, before you take it out. Oh my god, it came yeah. a carpal tunnel. It was insane. <laughs> but uh, but that that empire scene is so good. It's, Dude, I had the adat. I had the snow speeder. I enacted. I reenacted that scene constantly. Oh, it's so cool. It was it, it, it was just the just the battle as a whole. Just from the whole beginning. When they're looking for him, the probe droid, you know, where Han blows up the probe droid and goes, we didn't hit it that hard. It must have had a self-destruct. And then they're like, the Emperor knows we're here. <laughs> or the Empire knows we're here. And Vader's like, you came out of warp too early. You've they've alerted to our presence. Shield generator is down with Vader. You may begin your attack. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> General Vias. General Vias. I uh, just, just the whole scene. And then Luke and freaking wedge getting out of get just getting out of there on times um in their x-wings it was great it was just great it was uh it was an awesome holding action it, it achieved its goal of getting um the evacuation done and not one your mama joke <laughs> isn't that amazing that yes. they were able to evacuate a planet without a pilot doing a yo mama joke yo mama. Hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to bring it up, but I brought it up. You know what I'm talking about. No, That's that... my Luke Skywalk. Hashtag my Luke. <laughs> my Luke. That's my Luke. That's that's the Luke Skywalk I know. That let this friend get stepped on, but still has the wherewithal to to take out an ad ad on his own. <laughs> what did Han Solo ever do that came close to that? Uh, relax. So why are you hating on Han saying... Solo? I'm just saying, because Luke doesn't get the love and the respect he deserves. You know, it's funny you keep saying that. Growing up, I, I mean, I was a big, you know, lover of Luke Skywalker. I mean, he obviously was, like, the, the major star in this movie and stuff. But, no, I can see that. I mean, Han Solo had that Maybe debonair. it's just my group of friends. Yeah. What was that? Maybe it was just my group of friends. And, and frankly, you know, until I found out related, I was really mad that Solo hooked up with, with uh, Leia and uh, Empire. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, she's supposed to be Luke, the princess and the hero. Uh -huh. Not the pirate. So does the pirate get the princess? Apparently all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the Battle of Hoth. I okay. can watch that on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, since you brought Battle of Hoth, I'll throw in mine. Mine is actually a New Hope Death Star Assault. This is 15 minutes of space madness. And why I think this is so cool you know, and, and it's, it's funny. You brought up Hoth, and I'm bringing up, you know, A New Hope. And, God, Lucas is a good filmmaker when I'm when I'm looking at this stuff. I mean, I mean, when A New Hope starts, that final battle, it starts off with all the guys running out. They're, you know, they're in the hangar, I guess you'd call it. And you right. see the guys putting on their gear, and you finally see R2 getting dropped down on an X-Wing um, fighter. And, you, you know, you're kind of like, well, you know, what's going on with that? And it's it's really interesting how they set this whole war up, and they also have this pressure of time, which is which is which is good. It always builds that tension to say, "Hey, we've got to take down this Death Star within a certain time period, or else we're done," you know. And and I I love that whole tension in that, and I think this is one of the times where I think I do like what it, the remastered edition, I guess you'd call it. You know when he special went, edition. the special editions, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like that because they they did add more footage to it. Because back in the day, when you watch it originally, a lot of the scenes that they did show were actually very short because that's that's all they can do. Like you said, they did models, right? Yeah, like they didn't have a like a lot of models to make it look like a real assault. There was like four or five X wing or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Right? So yeah. I mean, the, the whole I guess you call it how how grand this scene is. It's way bigger now than what it was. But even back in the day, it was still great, too. But, you know, just how they, I mean, how they have their little teams, their their group of guys fighting. you got these TIE fighters flying out of the Death Star. I mean, there's just a whole lot of things going on. And then when Luke hits that trench, it is just absolutely amazing. I mean, you got these things firing at him. you got guys that were seasoned fighters, seasoned, I guess, pilots getting shot down exploding porkins was there um hey do you know porkins <laughs> was in indiana jones raiders of the lost ark he was one of the suit guys did you okay. know that? okay anyway the suit guys yeah you know like uh where they're talking about where the ark is um that was porkins anyway. okay and one of, one of the um wasn't one of the imperial commanders in in uh, crusade. crusade right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay anyway <laughs> uh yeah so that that scene there alone is you know, I, I love it a lot. I mean, even gets to that point where when they hit the trench and all of a sudden 
I don't know who says he goes, hey, they stopped firing at us. And all of a sudden you see Darth Vader comes out of nowhere and like, oh my God, Darth Vader's going to be in this thing too. He just killed Ben Kenobi, this bastard, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Right. And then, and so then Luke, it's just Luke and he's going down and this is where you, you get the first sense of Luke and the force, like really, like it's something more than just, because in the movie itself, they don't really show what the force is. And you hear Ben Kenobi, you know, and he's saying, you, Luke, use the Force, and you're like, what? You know, I thought Ben just what's died. <laughs> yeah, was, and the music changes, right? The music changes. It's not that, you know, that march that you hear. It's just, the, it's like the Force music starts up, and then, you know, Luke turns off his, his tracking thingy, his Amy thingy, and they're like, hey, Luke, you turned it off. He goes, ah, I got this, you know? And no, then he goes, Luke, you turned off your t- target computer. What's wrong? He goes, nothing. I'm okay. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right? And you see Darth Vader's on his tail. He just took out these other group of pilots. He's He's got that, he's like dialing it in. You know, he's got rotating something on his joystick thing. Right? He's dialing it in. He's like, uh oh, Luke's gonna, a goner. And boom. The Millennium I have Falcon you now. Comes down. Boom. Shoots one what? of Darth Vader's <laughs> wingmen, knocks Darth Vader as he's spinning around, and at the last you can hear even the music like dun 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 dun, dun right? And he, <laughs> I'm getting excited, right? And then he shoots it, and then he'll fly away. At the very end, there's only like two X wings, one Y wing, and a Millennium Falcon. That's all that's left, and that's all they needed. And then boom, again the remastered uh, edition of that explosion is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But I get pumped. I mean, you know, I, I found it back on YouTube, and it's like 15 minutes worth. I'm like, God, that's like a, a good portion of the movie right there. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's... Th- this scene, the Hoth scene, uh, Lucas really knew what he was doing back then. I mean, again, you're talking, they had to make freaking models the size of like, you know, like a football field. You know, maybe that's an exaggeration, but they had to make models for everything. There were there were no CGI. Let's, let's create these graphics and stuff. They had to physically make these things and the explosions and be in the back lot and throw like I don't know firecrackers or dynamite to make these things look real. And so when you watch it in film, it's it it's amazing. It's just it's it's the complete movie magic happening right before your eyes. Yeah, I mean, you you said it perfectly. It's the score combined with the action, combined with um, just the dogfight. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't grow up in an era of movies with dogfights, and then you have this out of space dogfights. And you know, I know people complain there's no sound in space, blah blah blah, but you have to give credit to the sound effects. Like all that came together perfectly to make that, um, to make that scene. I mean, the TIE Fighters, these are bad guys. Remember the sounds that TIE Fighters made when they flew? Yeah. It was almost organic. It was menacing. It yeah. was scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. It's yeah. so The TIE Fighters sound is so good, I couldn't even tell you what the X-Wing Fighters sound like when they fly. You know, I yeah, think no. the TIE Fighters sound is, is more distinct to me. Like, almost screeching, but organic. And it's like, oh, God, even how they fly is scary. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's obviously what made um, Star is one of the things, one of the many things that made Star Wars, you know, as popular and wonderful as it was. Because uh, it's you're right, the last 15 minutes is just pure excitement, and it's it's just go go go, and it's 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 the end of the farm boy to hero yeah. um, storyline. There, you know, he 
he came, he literally came from nothing. And you figure what a week ago he was, you know, moisture farmer. And now he's saving <laughs> the galaxy and blow up the death star. Sure. Um, you think, you think Lucas, I mean, they didn't know how Star Wars was going to do. You think he, you think Vader was going to survive that battle the whole time through? You mean when he, when he got, when uh, Han Solo came by? Right. Do you think there was ever a point where, you know, uh, you know, we don't know if this will do good. Maybe I'll just kill the bad guy. <laughs> they alluded to that he eventually stabilizes himself, though. Right. And, and I don't know. They pick him up somewhere, right? Yeah. So if you had to pick, I mean, listen, we have a, a plethora of Star Wars movies out now. I mean, could you name, other than the original trilogy, anything better than what you and I just spoke about? I mean, even even in Return of the Jedi, that end scene is pretty epic too. I mean, that was that was pretty yeah. huge. So, I oh, mean, well, the, the space part of that battle is fantastic. Yeah, um, with Lando. I mean, that's just a whole other show. But no, because if you look at the prequels, it's over. It's a video. They're all video game battles. The oh, that's a good point. The, the, the droid battle at the end of Phantom Menace, video game battle. It almost looks the, too sterile, too perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the um, the Gen. Was it Genosha? The, no, that's Marvel. Whatever planet they're on with the bugs when the Jedi fight. Oh, yeah. And frankly, I thought that. And again, they were fighting battle droids. So it was just like the stakes didn't feel real. And I thought they weakened the Jedi. You know, yeah. like they were too easily killed, some of them. Um, so you have that. And then I guess. Maybe Rogue One. What, Rogue One had a good battle scene at the end. Oh, yeah. The Battle of Scarif is fantastic. Yeah, that's but, a good one. I was going to say in the in episode three, the beginning battle, if you take out some of the dialogue and the actions, the beginning battle where they go to rescue um, the Emperor Chancellor, I guess he was, Chancellor Palpatine, that was good mm-hmm. with um, with Ben and visually it was good with, right. with Ben and Anakin flying through the, the battle and the battle going on around them and then getting onto the ship and rescuing them. That was good, but you know, a lot of dialogue and stuff was awful. Um <laughs> Is there another? Yeah, that's that's. And then I, I mean, the Force Awakens. Look, the battle of uh, was it the, the Star Killer base was. Yeah, I don't know. It was unimpressive. And then there was what? Um, Last Jedi. I don't know. That battle crate was just stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why. For so again, Lucas, you're talking like when did they, this movie actually go into production? Like mid seventies or something like that. Yeah. And to go in that kind of tech and to pull that thing—I mean, yeah, they remastered it. I mean, just to basically clean things up. But in that, in essence, there's a lot of th- moving things going on at the same time to build that tension. I mean, like when Luke hits that that last shot, the Death Star, all those guys in there—they're ready to fire. I mean, they're like moving the lever. You can no, see, yeah, that's right. you know, I mean, they're right about the fire, and then nope, <laughs> sorry guys, it all exploded. Yeah. It's great, great, great pick. Yeah, I think the Hoth and you know the Death Star one. I mean, those are epic. So much fun to watch. You're right. Watch those, I can watch, watch these those, things over and over again, and I wouldn't get tired. Watch those movies back to back, and you go from the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Hoth, and it's it's almost it's perfect. That's Luke. Oh man, don't even get me started. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, gotcha. I was just saying that, that's Luke. You want to know Luke. who Luke the character is, right? And as 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 just the character, and then you want to know what kind of Jedi he is. We could talk about that another time. But mm, 
Anyway. No, you're right. Good about it. It's 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 true. This Luke, the one that you and I just described, that's Luke. He was he was hopeful. He was a never give up. You know what we got in uh, the Last Jedi? It was almost like that's not. It's almost not his character. It just didn't right. make any sense. And I think that's that's the reason why people have have been so divided with with the direction that they they're taking these movies because it's it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So we got Star Wars out of our system. I think we're done with Star Wars, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next one is a movie I saw. Uh, I think I was a senior in high school, and this was one. This is before Gettysburg. I'm sorry, Gettysburg. This is before um, Saving Private Ryan came out. About eight years before, maybe six, and. Um, it's the ending battle in glory. Uh, glory, for people that might not have seen it, is about the first black regiment to fight in the Civil War. At first, they didn't want them to fight. They were going to use them as laborers. Um, they were Union soldiers. And uh, they're led by a, a Caucasian uh, colonel, um, played by Matthew Broderick. Uh, this movie had a young Denzel Washington in it, a young Andre Brower. Um, a not so young, but still kind of new into his movie career, uh, Morgan Freeman. If you've never seen the movie, go watch this movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's so well written. It's got great performances. Uh, Denzel won Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Just a great, great movie all around. Um, but the battle I'm talking about is just the attack on Fort Wagner. Fort Wagner was a South Carolina, I believe, held by the Confederates. Uh, they were being bombarded for days from the sea by the Union ships to kind of weaken it, and they needed to take it. And um, the commander or general, whomever, of the assault asked for volunteers to lead the assault. And Matthew Broderick's character, Colonel Shaw, volunteers. They're the 54th. He said the 54th will do it um, because the whole movie they had they felt like they had to prove that they were you know able to fight, that they were good fighters. Uh, at this point in the movie, they they had just gotten out of the battle. Um, the, the general's like, your, your men haven't slept in three days. Are you sure you want to lead this assault? And he's like, my men are ready. We're prepared. They could do it. All this stuff. And they start, it, it's on the beach. The fort's on the beach. And they kind of line up on the beach. And Broadwick gives, you know, doesn't give a big speech or anything. But they're all lined up. And. All he says, if this man falls, he's pointing to the flag carrier. Who will pick up, you know, who will pick up the flag? And that's like an honor in the company, to, you know, to be the flag barrier. And someone steps forward, and basically they start at a slow march toward the fort, and they go to the quick step, and they just start getting pounded by the cannons of the fort. Um, I mean, there's one scene where one dude gets blown like 50 feet into the air. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And um, they wind up kind of behind dunes, behind a, a natural barrier to the cannon um cannon fire as the sun goes down they're, they're like they're stuck there it seems like hours but as the sun goes down matthew broder realizes they have to do something they have to move forward they're the head of the line they have to push forward so he rallies the troops and he starts charging up the uh the dunes toward the fort and he's immediately struck by like four bullets and uh, he you know he dramatically falls backwards and dies um denzel sees this gets upset charges up the hill right behind him he gets mowed down. Um, this kind of rallies everybody, and they charge the fort. And it's a really hard fort battle just to get to the fort and then to get over the wall. And they eventually get into it, and 
it's Carrie uh, Yules, I think his name is. He was uh, in the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. He was he was Matthew Broderick's second in command, and he's leaving the he's leaving Morgan Freeman and Andre Brower, and, and they're dragging her uh, Union soldiers, and they're they're fighting hand to hand against the Confederates, and they get to this this one point, and um, they pause. You know, the camera kind of holds still on them, where they have this really dramatic, almost pose. You know, it looks kind of posed, but it works. Um, with the flag, with the U.S. flag over them, and they're, you know, they got their guns, they're pointing, and they're ready to, you know, they're almost in the, inside the fort, and then the, the 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 point of view shifts from that to what they're looking at, and they're just looking at Confederate cannons aimed right at them, and all you hear is boom, and the mm-hmm. screen goes black. The screen goes black, and you're like, what happened? And then the <laughs> next scene, the next scene, Alan devastated me, devastated me. I'm like, you know, I'm a big history buff. Even at that age, I knew probably more about history than people my age. I didn't never heard of this battle, the Battle of Fort Wagner. It really wasn't a big, decisive battle. You know, um, what made it special was the fact that the 54th was part of it. But the the next scene after you hear the boom and the screen goes black is they're raising the Confederate flag over the fort, and my heart sunk. No, because I got I didn't realize it then, obviously, but it's kind of the same feeling I got with Saving Private Ryan. I was like was well none of that was worth it if you if we didn't you know and I'm, I'm personalizing if we being the the union if we didn't capture the fort then what was it all for mm-hmm. and to make matters worse you know there's this whole big scene earlier in the movie about if the confederates catch any uh african-americans in federal uniforms they'll be executed if they catch any no they'll be put into servitude if they catch any white officers leading um african-american soldiers they'll be executed um so you see them, uh, the Confederates taking the federal, the Union soldiers that are dead into a mass grave, and you see them kind of roll Matthew Brothers' character into it, and right behind them was Denzel's. And it was just so devastating. And it ends with them, you know, putting up on screen, you know, what the 54th did for the rest of the war and things like that. And um, just, just a great, shocking, awe-inspiring battle scene. Shot very well. And the music is fantastic. Uh, it, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Z- Zwick was the director. I can't remember the guy that did the music, but the, the the soundtrack for the battle was fantastic. Charging Fort Wagner and all this other stuff. They had like a a chorus in the background. Um, just just a great great scene. That's awesome. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 a great battle and and very depressing at the same time. I mean, it kind of reminds me of one of the picks I I did. Also, it's one of those. I mean, well, let me ask you a question. Do you? Do you think that they had an idea that they were going to be successful in that Who? charge? Oh, do you, um, I think you have to go into it like that. I don't know how how I don't know how could you motivate yourself to go into something like that without thinking you're going to at least lying to yourself. You know what I mean? Mm. That will be successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think you can't go into thinking like, oh, this is this is doomed to failure. Right. You know, or maybe that helps you. I think it's a line from Band of Brothers, where Lieutenant, um, the one they think killed the prisoners of war, he says something like, "You think you're 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 you think you're still alive, or you don't know that you're dead yet, or something like that." Mm. You know, like, of course you go for it. Of course you keep doing what you got to do because it doesn't matter. You're not going to make it out of this. Right. So maybe it's that that attitude that helps them. Oh, it could be a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's a great scene. Like I said, it's it's heartbreaking though. 
at the very end, you're like, what did I just watch? Dude, I remember sitting in the theater and seeing that Confederate flag rise, and I literally was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like out loud and everything. It was it was not a good feeling. Mm. It, my heart sunk and everything. Wow. It's interesting because it's 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 very similar to the movie I was going to bring up next, The Last Samurai. It's it's well. This is why the reason why I asked if you if you felt or they thought that it was something that it was something that they thought was winnable, because in the Last Samurai it was practically a suicide mission. Their their final battle, you know, as hopeful as they thought that they were going to be, uh, dude, samurai swords versus a Gatling gun. It's not gonna it's not gonna end well for you for you at all. But it's it's a it's still an amazing scene nonetheless. I thought. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Mm, did a very good job with it. Uh, another interesting piece for the, for that guy. I mean, the guy knows how to make movies, that's for sure. But that end scene is pretty amazing. Again, when you know the odds that are like just tremendously against them, and you know they pull one of those scenes where you know we're going to flank you from the side and and, and and take you from the side, and then we're going to change the, the tide of the battle. But you can just tell by the momentum, you know, you, you see Tom Cruise and Ken Watanabe. I forgot these guys' names in the movie. But uh, they just look up and they just see the, the American soldiers there and there's a Gatling gun. And it's just like, okay, what do we do? <laughs> and they, they charge. They, they know it's a losing battle and they just charge. And it gets to the point where, um, the, you know, Ken Watanabe's character just has to, you know, he wants to commit suicide because he wants to die with honor. He wants to die on his own terms and not get killed by by the Americans. And... Uh, I I was shocked to see at the end of the movie there, spoiler alert, obviously right at the end of the movie Tom Cruise was actually still alive. I thought for sure he was he was done, because it looks like his body ate a whole lot of bullets. But at the very end he he goes to the emperor I think it's the emperor the young guy and he presents his his sword, uh, Matadabe's sword to him as a reminder to say hey you know we understand that uh, Japan wants to modernize themselves but don't forget your 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 roots so to speak and so that's basically what they did but that that scene is is pretty amazing i think horner did the music for that also james horner um yeah that's i you know you know what i think horner did glory then oh did he maybe that sounds familiar okay yeah Yeah, it could be he's one of those guys (laughs) that does does, the guy he's the guy um but yeah the last samurai i mean the movie itself is beautifully done um you know just the look and feel of that movie it's 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 really really nice but again that end scene it's one of those things where uh you you knew it was not going to end well for those guys but no no yeah but uh, maybe that's why that that scene just really holds me because the emotion behind it that that will to keep going because the whole gist of the movie is that the japanese they were basically taking that next step in their culture of of embracing what was happening with the east so to speak and that whole samurai way of living was just dying it was just slowly dying and you know basically saying we're gonna this is going to be the way japan's going to be from here on out and the samurai just said well if we're going to fight well then we're going to go and fight and they wind up getting mowed down but it's yeah, it's a great scene nonetheless. Yeah, well, I think when you asked about um, with Glory, did they know or did they think they'd be successful versus um, the Last Samurai? Where you're right, they they knew that. I think it's 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 also a cultural difference and, and reason why they're fighting. Um, 
you know, the Japanese, the samurai knew they were going to do that, but they were fighting for an older way of life, you know, and uh, like a pride um, thing. And, you know, obviously in glory, you know, especially for the African-American soldiers, they're fighting for their freedom, for just basic human rights. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, the music's Hans Zimmer. Sorry about that. <laughs> yours guy? Oh, my guy might have been James Horner, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Zimmer, who knows? Um, well, IMDb, I know. But, um, yeah, so I think that's the difference. And I understand what you're saying because – uh, I don't think it makes either either sacrifice le- it lessens either sacrifice, yeah, but yeah. Um, I think that would be the, the bigger difference. I think I think to charge Fort Wagner, um, you have to have some sense of of feeling like you you can be successful at it, um, if that makes sense. No, I think that's the reason why these battle scenes um, really stuck out for you and I. The fact that. Even though it was, let's say, a loss, that emotional connection to these characters that you were just investing in for the last two hours or so, that you've come to know them and the character has grown throughout the film, you know, same thing in, in Glory, and at the very end you see their loss. And, and you know, those it, it's like a lot of um, thriller movies where the good guy actually loses, you know? It actually, right. like, it sticks with you a little bit more because of that and, and I, I got that same thing from The Last Samurai yeah it was a great battle and it was be- beautifully filmed and stuff but I think the reason that's why it stuck with me so much was because it was that I'm not going to say they went as a suicide mission I'm sure there's a part of in, in, within their souls felt that this is something that they could do um, but I think that's the reason why it, it's, it sticks with you too the fact that that they actually did lose and that there was a great loss and again you've invested two hours with these characters these people on film and they're gone except tom cruise of course <laughs> well, but I, I thought for sure he was a, he was a, he was a, he was done does tom cruise die in his movies like has he died yeah, in any that's a good question he might have it in his contract that yeah his <laughs> my character does not die like, yeah i don't think i've ever seen uh no all right that's a good one i like the last samurai okay all right kind of th- well Last Samurai was the Civil War, but they, they dressed like it was the Civil War. The soldiers kind of still had that same uniform, right? Well, didn't Tom Cruise come from the Civil War? Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, in the Last Samurai? Did he come from the Civil War? I, I would say the, the outfits that they wore is pretty similar. So it's probably like right after the Civil War. Yeah, it probably could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah, because at the on. end of the Last Samurai, how the Japanese, you know, the I guess the modern way of, of they, they kind of look like Civil War clothing too, right? So I think that yeah, it, it's probably what the federal troops are still wearing. Yeah. Okay, so keeping on that theme, we started with Glory, and now last time, right? I'm gonna pick my next battle. Um, the whole movie Gettysburg is obviously about the Battle of Gettysburg, um, but what? A, what a lot of people what? Sorry, <laughs> what a lot of people don't know Spoiler is alert. that the Battle of Gettysburg <laughs> was really more than one battle. There were different engagements throughout the the battlefield of Gettysburg um, and the movie is fantastic like it's like a four-hour movie but it is mostly about the different battles and the different engagements so I I enjoy this movie watch I um a battle of Gettysburg took place from July I believe first through the fourth so usually around Independence Day I'll watch this movie so I watch this movie at least once a year oh, do you? Um, yeah I love this movie and one of the best battle scenes is called the battle of the little round top and it has to do with uh i'm not sure his, i don't remember his rank but it's joshua chamberlain and uh, a division or, or regiment from maine and they were in the far 
I believe, left of the Union line. And if they were outflanked, the whole Union line would crumble. And with his men were tired, they were battered, they were fighting. Uh, I think there's even a scene in the movie where they're like, um, you know, we're going to move your regiment to this place because, you know, there hasn't been no Reb action there. Give you guys a rest. And then the Rebs, you know, the next thing is like the Rebs are like, um, why don't we attack here? Because we haven't done anything there and they haven't really put anybody there. <laughs> so they think they're getting relief and they're not. Um, but they're the far, I believe, left flank. And in order to not get outflanked, uh, Chamberlain, who comes off in this movie, played wonderfully by, uh, oh, my God, Jeff Daniels. Um, and, uh, he comes off as like a tactical genius um, because he he, have, he forms his lines in kind of almost like a right angle. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, so they can't get flanked and they get attacked about three or four times by an Alabama regiment and they, they keep driving the Alabamans back. Um, now, to be fair, the Alabamas were running up a hill. The, the Federals were, were fortunate enough to take the high ground. I have the high ground. <laughs> um, and it, it's uh, it gets to the point where the the. Union soldiers, the main soldiers, are out of ammunition uh, or down to like the last little bit. And he's basically, look, they're going to come again. We're going to fix our bayonets. And he goes, but he wants that right angle side to, as I don't know if I'm going to describe this right on a on a, on, on a podcast, but as they're running up the hill toward the main line, the 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 hinge, the right angle, is going to swing down and close in on them like a door. Hmm. You know what I mean? So kind of entrapping them. Yeah. Um, and that succeeds and they, they defeat the Alabamans and they, they take a lot of prisoners and and uh, they save a little round top. They save the flank. Um, just a very awe-inspiring moment. Uh, there's so many little things that could have happened at Gettysburg to turn the tide of that battle, which obviously would have turned the tide of the war. And so many things had to go right. And they all do. And you needed the right people at the right spots at the right time, the right leadership. And it all just kind of worked out. Um, and it's just a great, great, great battle. If you like if you like history, especially American history, and you have four hours to kill, watch Gettysburg. You got Martin um, Sheen playing General Lee. You got a bunch of uh, people doing uh, very famous people in this. Very, very famous people in this movie. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Of all your you war bet. battles that you picked, I mean, because we've discussed a couple so far, is this would this be your number one, or of like you know, real battles that have taken place? Uh, Glory. Yeah. You got Saber Private Ryan. We mentioned. Well, that's pretty. I mean, D Day is pretty. I don't know. That's pretty intense, D Day. Yeah, but the, but the, dude, the thing about the Civil War was uh, they were old school fighting. They'd march in straight lines, and people would would kneel in front of you and fire directly at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At least at least on the beach in Omaha, they had things to hide behind. They, this was <laughs> Civil War. Look, when I was a kid, the American Revolution, and the Civil War, the way it was depicted in pictures and all that, and none of it makes sense, man. You want to talk about cojones? None <laughs> of that made sense. How they fought? It really didn't. It really um, doesn't. Did yeah, I did. but but that's why do you think they? I mean, you and I. Again, we're um from my point of view. For example, you're right. How I see how they fought does not compute in my head as to how is this is appropriate or makes well, sense. Yeah, but well, they're finally remember, okay. Good. 
we have to remember this. Obviously, the technology was these guns couldn't aim for crap, uh, especially in the American Revolution. The muskets were just poor. So if you look at total death, and I'm not making light of any of this, but total deaths in each war, I mean, the Civil War is a really bad one, um, were not what you would see nowadays in a war. You know, we're talking 400, I think 400,000 Americans died in in World War II alone. Um, But... It was also there were rule there were really rules to war like these were the rules of war, uh, depending on the t- the time period you were considered a coward if you hid behind a tree if you mm-hmm. if you snipe like sniping was verboten or shooting at officers, which now you think that's what you do you know you you take out the officers, so things like that and um, nothing it never happened, but it was kind of looked upon like there were these these gentlemen rules of war and part of that was just lining up and taking turns shooting at each other but again i'm not i'm not saying it was civilized war because they would all have bayonets man there's nothing civilized about bayoneting someone <laughs> uh, that's another thing i could could you even imagine running up to somebody across an open field and then just going hand to hand with them and stabbing them with a bayonet yeah that's not it's, fun. it's it's insane it's yeah. insane that these people did this and um yeah it was a different time and not glorifying it or saying anything, but men were very different back then. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to watch the whole four hours, I would say maybe the Battle of Little Big Top is on um, YouTube. It could be. So you, you, you could do that. You can watch it on there. If how you long? Want. How long is that segment? You think? Maybe twenty minutes. Because yeah, it might it might go back and forth between different parts of you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't think it's one contiguous scene. Um, but just just really good really good <laughs> i never saw that movie yeah like i said if you got the time do it or you know two days <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll check the youtube cliff note version maybe i'll check it out no that, that that's that's cool man wow every year huh yeah look at you i love it it's a great movie yeah all right that's awesome okay mine is i think it's my last this movie came out in 2006 this is a Zack snyder movie this is probably the movie that do you think this is a movie that got him the, the whole dc contract or you think it was watchmen it was 300 i don't think it was 300 because i think the whole the whole deal was that he made a big movie on such a small budget because everything was green screen budget right. here you go budget 65 mil box office 456 mil Jeez. That's a lot of money. Anyway, the battle I'm talking about is I don't even know the name of it, but it's 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 the very first battle where uh King Leonidas is in that little narrow passageway. Didn't they have this is a name for it, wasn't it? Like the gates of hell or something like that. And you got King Xerxes, or whatever he calls himself, just thousands of people running down towards him, and King Leonidas is just like Hold, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, but this battle scene—I mean, like, you know, when I go to the gym, I'll sometimes I have my workout playlist, right? And that's the music part of it. If I want a visual thing, I got my three hundred uh, video thing. I'll watch. Good lord, I'll watch that thing, and I'm gonna grab my spirit, and I'm gonna go out and start taking people down. That's not true, but I mean it's such a <laughs> such a like a testosterone driven scene. You got these guys; it's it's unreal. I mean, these guys are just wearing 
capes and a helmet and a shield and a spear. Um, just how it's filmed. I mean, Zack Snyder, again, it's... I mean, if you didn't know at the time it was green screen, it, it's pretty tough to tell. I mean, it, it looks really well. I mean, if you had to say a movie that, that was a mix of a movie and a comic book, this one comes pretty close. You know, I mean, it really has that Frank Miller feel to it, that dark, greedy feel to it. And he does this thing where a lot of shots just are just very, very slow. And you see this battle kind of slowly unfold before you. And it's it's unreal on how vicious that he was able to capture this battle. And you can really believe that you got these guys, these 300 versus 300,000. He really made you believe that this was a possible and doable thing. And it's it's pretty amazing uh, on how he filmed it. And even at the very end, you know, uh, I think one of the guys says, yeah, we're going to blot out the the sun with our arrows. And they're just like, here it comes. And one of the guys, he's just like laughing. He's like, what's so funny? <laughs> he's like, they said blot out the sun with the arrows. And they're actually laughing about it. And they put their shields up and the arrows come down and they survive and not one person died during that battle. Uh, so this is a really cool battle. I mean, this 300 movie has a couple cool battles in it, but this one really stands out to me as something that really sets what this whole movie is going to be about. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was done really, really well. Oh my God. the As much crap as I give Zack Snyder for destroying DC Universe, uh, 300 is such a good movie. <laughs> you know, tonight we died in hell. This is Sparta. Oh, all yeah. of that. Yeah. And it's just, the battle, some of the best battle. Like his, the thing is, he became known for this after this, but it was the first time we saw his slow motion action. Mm. And it really, really enhances this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, a lot of it, you know, it's supposed to be based on a true story, but. I'm pretty, you know, historians will say they didn't fight naked. <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff was probably exaggerated, but it was still just in terms of of, of a movie and how how awesome it was. It was, yeah, it, it, it's a good choice, man. Three hundred. And the funny thing is, usually you and I, when we talk about our stuff, we're like, oh yeah, that's a good enough. And I told this didn't even pop into my mind, and I was so mad at myself for forgetting that this thing existed. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a good flick. I remember I saw this one in IMAX. Holy crap, did it look good on IMAX? It looks so so good. Oh, you know, I think I saw it in IMAX too. Oh, did you? Yeah. I think it was a thing. I mean, maybe at the time, I think it was a thing to do. I you know to to watch this particular film in IMAX. It it translates very well. I mean, there's some things that you know it's passable. This one looked really good in IMAX. Really, oh, absolutely really did. Yeah, absolutely did. Um. um and again, you know, Zack Snyder probably, probably, I would say, his best movie, right? Yeah, I would say so. Is that fair? I would, uh, let's see. Watchmen. Yeah, I would say his best movie. All right, very good. My final one is got two names. Got it's called The Battle of the Hornburg or Helm's Deep, which is from Lord oh, of the Rings: The Two Towers. God. Um, I spoke earlier about the technical achievement. Like, look, Hoth and Battle of Yavin, awesome uh, practical effect battles, right? But we saw the limitations. You know, were there as many soldiers on on the field that Lucas might have wanted? Were there many X wings in space as Lucas might have wanted? No. With the advancements in computer technology and the advancements that Peter Jackson made 
um, with his company in doing the Battle of Helm's Deep, you had 10,000 orcs or however many attacking the fortress of the Hornburg. And it's such a great scene. It's overwhelming odds. It's the heroes versus... And these are just bad guys, you know? I mean, when you can't use Nazis, use orcs because no one's more hated, you know? <laughs> right. And you can't use Nazis. Use <laughs> That's orcs. a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that, though. Yeah. So just you're watching this movie, and you know it's the second movie. You know it's the Empire of the Trilogy. You know <laughs> there's going to be a third one. But you have no idea when this battle begins how any of the main people are going to survive this thing. Right. You know, it's insane. Uh, you remember the Fellowship split apart already. It's Legolas, um, Aragorn, and um, Gimli, along with, uh, you know, King Theoden and uh, assorted other people. You know, when he was mad and being driven crazy by his wizard, he drove off all his all the best soldiers from Rohan. And they weren't at the battle, so it's it's all these people fighting with just old men and women <laughs> to protect the Hornburg. <laughs> And then the uh, the best is when the uh, the detachment of elves arrive, and you just see Aragorn's face. He's like, "Thank," God. <laughs> um, and it's just a great, great scene. I love how the battle starts, where um, their archers have their their arrows drawn and, yeah. and knocked, and and some old dude just he can't hold it anymore. And he lets the arrow go. And That's he right. Gets an orc right in the eye, <laughs> and that's how the battle starts. And they got i mean they have their their ladders to scale the wall weren't we're like these cheap old ladders these are these heavy duty metallic like oh my god how are they gonna how are they gonna push all these people back <laughs> um jim and just the the legolas the aragon the gimli their fighting skills the how gimli and legolas make a game out of it about how many each one of them killed right um you know, when, you know, don't tell the dwarf that, you know, I mean, don't tell the elf that oh, uh, they threw Aragorn him? had to throw him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it was just great. And then the final, oh, man. And, and it goes all night in the rain. Oh, yeah, uh, and it it, they just keep, they just keep getting pushed back further and further into the, the, I'll call it a castle, but I guess it wasn't a really castle, but they just keep getting pushed further back. Like the line has to keep getting moved. The line, the defensive line has to keep getting moved back. People are dying left and right. The elves pretty much get decimated. Even their leader, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they put up a great fight. And it was just, it was so um, awe-inspiring. It was one of the best continuous battle scenes ever and it all looked real when probably 90 percent of it was digital um and then finally at the end when 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 uh gandalf comes back with with the rohir the, the rohirian uh horsemen led by carl urban uh it was just great and it's just uh it, it's amazing it's just an amazing technical achievement it was exhilarating it was thrilling and the thing is this you know, obviously, it's not a real battle, so you don't feel mistakes like you did in Private Ryan or Glory or Gettysburg or anything like that. Um, even in Hoth, we root for the heroes, but you're just so happy they made it out alive. Man, if I had, I mean, the Lord of the Ring movies are just epic in itself, but man, that scene you just talked about is, God, it's one of the best ones. I don't know, maybe that, that one, and I also like the, the end scene in, in, in uh, Fellowship. 
where okay. yeah i mean that's a good scene but god dang man that scene you just picked that is, i remember when you said that i was like god that's so awesome <laughs> it's well so even funny. the and look again we could do another show on on eight other eight, eight totally different battles um great battles because i have a lot more i could talk about but the the return of the king battle uh i can't remember the name of the city minas Tirith, i think Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic battle. Oh yeah, it is. You know, that's just with the. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna have time, but <laughs> I could talk about that one too. But you're right; it's an achievement what Jackson did with these movies. Absolutely amazing what he did with with these movies. I mean, it, it's it's unreal. I mean, it it looked. Yeah, you know, it's CGI and stuff, but golly, it looks so so good. Like if, if Dungeons and Dragons came to life, or or if you're looking for that. If you played Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, right? Th- this is the movie that you follow because this is it. This is like, as a kid, your imagination running amok, what it would be like. This is what it'd be. This is what it was. You got orcs, archers, elves, dwarves, knights. Yeah. <laughs> it's lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know me. I'm, I'm into the fantasy stuff. I'm not into D and D and era. And I loved these movies. These are movies I'll watch again. I'll watch the extended edition of each one of these movies. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to watch the Hobbit trilogy recently. Ugh. <laughs> it's, I, I, I literally tried just to watch the Battle of the Five Armies scene. I couldn't tell what five armies were fighting. I didn't know what was going on. You it know, watching the Lord of the Ring movies, I remember walking out of that. All three of them. I remember walking out of the theaters thinking to myself, you know, at that time, I would, I thought, man, nothing can top the Star Wars trilogy. Nothing can touch it. I remember yeah. walking out of Lord of the Rings like, oh my god, that was each movie Be was careful. Very oh, come on, it's good. You got it. It's good. It's, it's good. That's a tight trilogy to film. He he did all movies back to back, right? All three. I mean, yes. That is tight. I mean, it's the this the grand scheme of that of those movies, absolutely amazing. But I, yeah, I remember leaving the theaters thinking my, my mind blown. I mean, my, the top of my skull was open because it was just blown away. I couldn't believe how good it was. Just thinking about it. And I feel like because it's not a real battle, I, I feel like I can feel good about, you know, seeing works die. And, you know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't feel guilty about being exhilarated by this scene. We have one new follower. His name is KMash206. Thank you for following. We found him over on FanPower, that app that we've talked about a couple, maybe months ago. It's a very cool app if you're into... What we talk about, Funko, comic books, toys, movies, and things, uh, think of it like Instagram, but with a very specific group of people, of like-minded people, all talking the same about it, about the same kind of stuff. And yeah, we found him over there, and he, he followed us over here on on Instagram, so thank you. Mm-hmm. So like Jonathan said, you can find us on Anchor FM, Nerdemy, Facebook, Nerdemy Podcast, Instagram, Nerdemy, Twitter, YouTube. Look for us. Jonathan just put up a, a recent Funko unveiling which is always fun i uh, see what you're doing <laughs> rate and review on itunes uh yeah that's about it well, yeah done. man great topic um fun topic go watch these movies or if you don't want to sit through four hours of u.s history and you should if you're a u.s citizen or you just love history you should <laughs> don't be a nudge history is exciting don't be a nudge. um hey yeah go, you, go you to youtube and watch these videos. you want to talk about your history podcast <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yes Alan, thanks for reminding me hey. um about a year ago when we when me you and the other brothers in armchairs shared a channel called stuff you don't need to know i did quick five minute history podcast called um our story 
a podcast on American history. Well, I'm um, rolling that back out. And it's going to be its own show. Um, still work out the kinks, but it's going to be there. So uh, be on the lookout for it if you're a history buff. Um, I, this is my basic theory on history. If you love drama, if you love romance, if you love action, if you love a good story told well, you should be a fan of history. Because that's what history really is. It's not about dates and uh, policy numbers and things like that. So not about memorization. It's about the drama and the intrigue and the romance and the action of, of real history of, of moments that changed the world. Um, and that's what I hope to bring to this podcast called our story, our a story. podcast on yeah. American history. There you go. See kids, if, if you're not into like history class, listen, listen to our pal Jonathan over here. It'll get you straight. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. And uh, like I said, if you don't want to watch all these movies, watch the 10 minute version on YouTube. <laughs> get you through today absolutely okay till next time martha peace, peace.